0: This is the Right Guys Podcast, where in America our Americans aren't at the gate; they're all ready. Here and now, your host Josh Hammerling and Max McGuire.
1: Welcome back! Another episode of the Right Guys Podcast. My name is Max McGuire here with Josh Hammerling. Lots to get into today. We're talking the border. We're talking. The border invasion, as Josh just said in the intro, the barbarians are already here. Towards the end of the show, we're going to talk about the gag order that just came down on Trump. One of the difficulties of doing a three times a week show is we kind of got to plan ahead for these shows. So we were talking over the weekend what we wanted to do. Um, And when things like this happen with Trump, can't just immediately pivot. But also, I don't believe that the gag order has been completely released yet. So uh, the written one has been released yeah. so we're gonna to get to that at the end of the show so make sure you stick around for that and we'll be clipping that up um and putting that out as well um good weekend josh
0: yeah it was fantastic got a lot done trained hard this week and had a lot of success had a lot of failures so <laughs> it's always good when you learn and I had to blow out the sprinklers because it's finally cold you know what I mean? We're, yeah, we're we're starting to get cold. How how low is it getting there? Like seventy? Oh no,
1: it, it got in the forties last night. Oh, did it? Was it? Very really? cold. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. I went to snuggle up against my wife, and she uh, elbowed me I mean, while she's sleeping. So that was fun. <laughs> it's, always, it's always good to start off that cold season yeah. with a nice elbow, yeah, uh, to the chest. Um, apparently, I was colder than she was, but yeah, no, it's getting cold here. Yeah, and forties uh, is where it'll be. It'll be forties at night, fifties yeah. at night. Um, and we'll get some snow. Let me a little flurries here and there over the winter. Sure, But yeah. uh, I, I enjoy it because we've had so many days of 100 degree weather, which has been a blessing and a curse because it's been horrible to experience. But traditionally, hot weather has deterred illegal immigration, illegal immigrants. Okay. If they know they can just wait, they'll wait and try and cross into the desert when it's colder. Um, that hasn't been so much the case this year. Um, it did dip a little bit. but, um now that it's getting colder, I expect to see a lot of those illegal aliens who didn't want to brave the desert heat in what was a record hot summer start to enter the country, which is bad news. That's mm-hmm. where the bad news strikes. Mm-hmm. Um, the good news is we're going to put them on a bus and send them to you, Josh.
0: Oh, it's not really shocking or surprising. I mean, how much of uh, all of that happens along the I-25 corridor, you know, and just goes straight up the country, and then just goes east and west from there. Like Colorado is a hub, I think. You know, I, I'd be interested to see what data, like you know, DHS and the CIA have, and all of that stuff. I'm sure the numbers are actually staggering, you know, probably terrifying. Just the,
1: oh the no, road. we're going we're we Texas are going to deliberately put them on a bus and send them to your hometown. That's why. That's why I meant like we're. Yes, they're they're branching out organically, but we're also deliberately sending them.
0: Can Not you send wrong. that a little further east? No, no,
1: we're sending them to the sanctuary cities.
0: <laughs> I, I would, oh, I'm still angry at the old governor. That one man. These people,
1: and, do, th- these people deserve sanctuary. Josh,
0: have you seen what downtown Denver looks like, though? When you you see these sanctuary cities, it is just full of drugs, right? Crime. And people just on the streets, Max, they're just there. They're everywhere. I mean, every sign I can see in Denver also says, you know, now hiring, but nobody's filling those, those jobs. So so what are all these people that were supposed to have all these really, really, you know, low paying entry level jobs for them to jump right into and earn a good w- wage? Are they actually working those jobs? The answer is no, because there's nobody running these things. There's nobody being hired yeah. right now. You know what I'm saying? It, it's, It is such a draw on our taxes. And there's a bunch of stuff in our amendments coming up that we're, that the state wants to keep all the Tabor refunds that we came up with. And Tabor was just a way that we wouldn't, you know, exceed taxes beyond that of inflation, right? But they want to get rid of it because they're coming, they're facing hardcore deficits in Denver from the homeless campaign and all that stuff. And they're they're going to nickel and dime the state to death. Our taxes are going to be so bad in the next five to 10 years that I won't want to, I don't want to live here now.
1: I just saw in Chicago, they are taking money that was legally earmarked for helping Americans with rental relief, and they are giving it to illegal aliens. So, um, surprise! Right, um, not your country anymore. Yeah. The really sad thing is that the data is, it's already settled. It's already settled that illegal immigration at this mass scale. They're not doing the jobs, Josh, but in the event that they do start taking those jobs, which inevitably they'll have to do something to to provide for themselves, unless we just keep giving them money mm-hmm. over and over again. The data is is our the science has already settled that low skill mass immigration drives the wages down for low skill American workers. Mm-hmm. So um, millions and millions of Americans fall into that. And there's that's not a dig. Right. That's well, not a that's not an insult. Um just not necessarily they don't necessarily have a skill they're not mechanics they're not um, HVAC certified they're not electricians they're not they don't have a college degree especially in, in, in this field just the jobs that don't require that training when you ha- when you introduce illegal aliens into that workforce who are working under the table in many cases they work for less and even if mm-hmm. a company doesn't hire those illegal aliens what the science and data have shown over decades, is that the mere existence of these illegal aliens in the workplace leads all companies to drive the wages down for for the Americans who would compete with them. And this is the opposite of what we see with skilled immigration. Um, I despise the H-1B system because I think it's a sham. It's a fraud. Um, I've, I've seen it used in companies where it's claimed that, oh, we hired this person because we couldn't hire an American. And it's just not true. There are plenty of Americans who could do all of the jobs that H-1B, these are skilled foreign workers, um, a lot of times now in tech.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: They're not really, if we're being completely honest, they're not being brought in to fill a gap that Americans can't fill. They're replacing an American worker, and they're doing it for cheaper. Mm -hmm. But when you bring in all of these high-skill workers, even if they end up working for a little less than an American would, what we see is that that actually has the opposite effect. It drives wages up because the introduction of skilled workers into the into the job into the job pool will create competition, and that drives wages up. The opposite effect happens with low skill mass Most immigration, well. which is which is interesting. Wow. Um, and mm-hmm. these are the very people who can't afford to see cuts in their wages. They can't afford. To see their hourly wage go down 50 cents or a dollar an hour Mm -hmm. over a couple years they can't afford and also rent like where are these illegal aliens living well right now they're living in homeless shelters designed for americans right Mm -hmm. but eventually they're going to be living in apartments that americans should be living in Mm -hmm. and that drives up rents right and it makes rent rental units harder to find for these workers so all across the board mass low-skill immigration when there isn't necessary, necessarily a need for all of those workers. We're not building the transcontinental railroad. We don't need all of these low-skill workers to build a railroad. There's no real need for it. It only has disastrous effects for low-skill, low-income workers mm-hmm. who are predominantly, or in many cases, African-American, Hispanic, and, of course, there are, are some white yeah. workers in there as well trump was the only one who really cared about those workers democrats claim to care about them but based on their policies they don't really seem to care
0: no no so
1: so this They're mass just, immigration all... it, it sorry go ahead talk I, I well i was just gonna going to say
0: we're, we're, we're the democrats where you know the the uaw works are still striking right claim they have their back but you know there's there's no one has their back on it left yeah. anymore. The, 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 the unions realize that these are people have abandoned them. So I, I'll be really interested to see how things pl- shake out next year, right? I mean, uh, so you've got those blue collar workers, right, and those really low, low paying introductory jobs, man. I mean, those are springboard jobs for people to move on to matriculate, and that once that goes away, you're you're, you're now in a pool where everybody's kind of fighting for the the middle ground jobs, right? Yeah. I mean this causes a lot of consternation amongst Americans. I mean, it, is it our jobs or theirs? And I hate to put it in that perspective, like, you know, the us versus them pool, but I mean, this is where we're left. You know, yeah. I, I didn't get this here. I didn't make it this way, right? It was yeah. those in charge of immigration policies that made it this way. So if you can't find a job that pays a decent wage, blame blame your elected officials. I just get and, so mad about this one, Max. I just...
1: And, and, I and, ju- and just so we're clear... We're talking about low-skill immigration, right? It isn't just low-skill jobs that are affected by mass immigration and mass amnesty policies. The statistic is a few years old. It's likely higher now. But in the last four or five years, the, the statistic was that out of all of the illegal aliens that qualified for Barack Obama's DACA amnesty pro- program, his Dream Act amnesty program, one in every eight were holding white-collar jobs. So that was the statistic then. So it's likely gone higher because there were illegal aliens who qualified while they were in college who have since graduated from college. And it's only reasonable to think that they would now hold white collar jobs. Not, not necessarily all of them, but one in eight, one in eight, Josh. We're talking about giving amnesty to 700,000. The goal was 800,000 illegal aliens. That's a little bit around 100,000, a little bit less, probably closer to 90,000 Um. Illegal aliens holding white-collar jobs. I'm not talking about the ditch diggers, even though we yeah, need ditch diggers in the world. We do. We're not talking about stealing a job from someone who's stocking a shelf. We're talking about white-collar, middle-income jobs. Wow. And and that has a huge effect. I, I talk about, I've talked about this for years. Um, my wife used to be a teacher, and she applied to work at a, a, a public charter school. And it was very competitive to get in, very competitive. And there were Americans who had teaching degrees who were denied those job placements in this competitive public charter school environment. When she got the job, one of the new coworkers that she, that she was starting with um, was a DACA recipient. So you can understand from a Spanish speaking perspective, you want a Spanish speaker, but you also understand that here, this person is DACA amnesty in the country, technically illegally, getting a job that probably dozens of Americans also applied for, and didn't qualify for. Um, which is is crazy. I was I'm I'm writing I've been writing this chapter for my next book on immigration, and there are tens of thousands of doctors who pass medical school, um, certified doctors who can't get into residency programs because there's just not enough residency programs. These are American doctors who went through med school, collected all the debt, completely qualified. There just isn't room. Some of the estimates suggest that we will probably have tens of thousands of illegal alien DACA recipient doctors in coming years. Woo. In a world where we already have tens of thousands of Americans who are doctors and can't get placements into residency programs, we're going to be introducing at the very least thousands of illegal alien doctors into that same competitive environment. How do you tell an American who's worked their whole life, done everything right, Mm -hmm. gotten good grades through their entire academic history, went to college, didn't party, didn't drink, didn't go crazy, got their A's, went to med school, got their A's applied to a residency program, but they didn't make it. And instead, an illegal alien doctor. Got it. H- 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 what do you say to that person?
0: You, you wouldn't be able to say, much. sorry, but this person who is less qualified, you maybe, maybe more qualified. I don't know. We don't know their level of, of education. Remember, we always want to, when I have a doctor, I want the best of the best, right? I want that yeah. top 1% of that cream of the crop that, that rises to the top and, and, and makes its way happen. But you know um how much of the um how much of it was placed just because they were doctor recipients inside of those schools because they've got yeah. these these um you know, these requirements that they have to bring in so many minorities and stuff like that right yeah what, what's happening is you would be artificially dumbing down or not dumbing down but at least reducing the, f- the effectiveness of each one of those doctors if they're brought in just on the basis of their race right you're not getting the cream of the crop which means that your medical coverage from, or at least the medical skills from those individuals has tendency to go down too right yeah which I just want the best doctors. And if we are, you know, get fired up about a jobs report where they add 300,000 jobs to a season, if you bring in 8 million people and they take over 100,000 jobs on a yearly scale, right? I mean, imagine mm-hmm. what sort of influence that has on people inside of those sectors, right? That are, that, oh, there's yeah. just none of those jobs are there, right? They just not They just don't exist.
1: Even worse, when you actually look at that jobs report that just came out, it's not good because the jobs that were created are a huge part from the fact that more Americans than ever before are now working two jobs Mm -hmm. to make ends meet two jobs. So that second job isn't going to be necessarily a full-time job. You're going to be looking at maybe driving Uber, maybe doing some food delivery on the side. Those are the jobs that illegal aliens want to get, especially in New York city. they're, They're trying to qualify for those. Um, so it's it's terrifying. It's it's terrible. I was just looking in um, in Illinois. There's a, a medical school at um, at Loyola Loyola University uh, of Chicago. They adamantly encourage DACA recipients to apply, and they have conferred as of May of this year. They've conferred twenty th- sorry thirty eight medical degrees to illegal aliens. So take it take it back from from the getting a job, how many people applied for that med school and didn't get in because they are actively seeking illegal aliens in their programs. And what we've seen across the board, whether it be college admissions, whether it be job application and, and, and HR is that when the goal is to create a more diverse environment, what happens inevitably is that qualified people, even in some cases, more qualified people end up being turned away because in the eyes of the decision makers, diversity is more important. Important. So, but to Mm. your point, even if an illegal alien doctor, which is crazy, a couple years ago, that would be an impossible. You wouldn't even think that that was possible. Even if an illegal alien doctor was the best of the best, right? Say surgeon, Mm -hmm. do you really want to be under the knife with them doing your surgery when at any point they could be subject to deportation, mm-hmm. at any point the court ruling could come down saying DACA's what well, it already has, but officially DACA is no more, never qualified. You're back to illegal, deportable. Mm-hmm. Do you really want that situation? Whether or not you're under the knife at the time, there are there are always patients who are prepared to right. to be working with those doctors on different things. All of a sudden, your doctor's gone,
0: right? Especially right. So, if you're working with a cancer doctor, right? And you yep. go through your treatment, and then suddenly you get pushed off somewhere. Hey, how many of those DACA kids got a free ride in college, in-state tuition, tuition yeah. at all? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know how That's many people, you know, for in other states, were, wanted to go to this lawyer school, wherever it was at, and, and be able to attend. in Loyola. Loyola, imagine what the out-of-state tuition for the first year must cost an American, right? Oh yeah, no, incredibly to be crazy,
1: incredibly expensive. And th- this is this is where it really gets obvious. Mm-hmm. that we're not just talking about, Oh, these are people who are picking the strawberries, picking the the blueberries or whatever. You don't want to do those jobs. The more you dive into it, the more you realize that that's not what's actually happening. Uh-huh. There isn't a single, there is a single occupation. So the department of labor basically classifies all of the different occupations into, I think it's around 400 specific occupation types. Uh-huh. Um, so, out of those around 400 occupations, it's between four and 500. Out of those, there is not a single occupation where the majority of the workers are illegal aliens. There's not one. There's not one. the The lie it's just completely implodes. The lie implodes, right?
0: Yeah, because we're always told that the, the, the farm workers are the 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 food service workers, or are they the service sector? Individuals, But that's even just if, not the even case. If
1: you, even if you take all of the illegal alien farm workers, you put them up against the American farm workers and the lawful immigrant farm workers, illegal aliens aren't the majority. That's insane. And, and here's the other bit. There's like a handful of jobs that are majority immigrant, occupations that are majority immigrant. Now, those that's legal plus illegal, right? Mm. So you can say, oh, we need them for that, right? Well, wrong because in those occupations the unemployment rate among Americans wanting those jobs was more than double the the general unemployment rate for the entire workforce from like 2012 to 2015 so the the narrative that we need these workers because there's no Americans who want to do it it's false because the jobs yeah. that are majority immigrant have Americans have so many Americans who want those jobs that their unemployment rate is higher than the overall average for the American workforce.
0: That's unreal. And it's a total lie from mm-hmm. from the left. I mean, oh my gosh. So yeah. there's a ton of people who want to do farm work, which is a noble profession, who can't yeah. get the jobs and they they're on unemployment. That that's yeah. that's what we're we're being that's what's happening versus what's being so told. Yeah. yeah. That's that's And man you gotta remember even these jobs are still what if you live in a state where you have to have a minimum wage requirement like Colorado to work those farm jobs it's going to be a competitive wage job no matter who's working it yeah
1: whole thing's a lie I I, my mind was when as I'm researching this chapter for my book my mind's blown because I'm like it's all a lie it's always been a lie none of it's been true and the data proves it right but before – so oh. we know that mass immigration is dangerous. But Josh, what's even more dangerous is who is among the mass immigration because for, <laughs> for, all, of the, for all of the heart-wrenching stories of, oh, just trying to get a better life, unfortunately, there are these bad hombres, mm-hmm. not just the gang members and the criminals, but as we're learning more and more now as new data is coming out terrorists and suspected terrorists. There is a graph, I I went ahead and graphed this, but this is from Border Patrol's own data showing illegal alien apprehensions at the U.S. border, northern and southern, but almost all of these are at the southern border, for fiscal year 2023. You can see here that 154 suspected terrorists were caught after illegally crossing the U.S. border, mostly the U.S.-Mexico border, um, in 2023. 2022, just shy of 100. You can see for 2021 and before, fairly a blip. This is directly linked to Joe Biden's policies. Mm -hmm. And just to be completely clear, there are far more suspected terrorists who cross at legitimate ports of entry and I'm going to give the grain of salt that no other conservative outlet seems to be giving, just because you are flagged in this system as a suspected terrorist doesn't necessarily mean that you are. It could just mean that you have a common name, right? Mm -hmm. I knew someone in college who had a very common Irish last name, and there happened to have been a famous IRA terrorist Mm -hmm. from the (laughs) Irish Republican Army who had the same name as him, and every time he tried to get on a plane he got the little extra random pat-downs, right? Yeah. It was very obvious what happened. So we know that not all of these are necessarily terrorists. Yeah. The problem is we've seen a huge spike in these apprehensions at the, the border, in between these ports of entries. I'll show the graph. You can see here that in a given year, It can range anywhere from 150 all the way up to 500. Um, Make it bigger for you. Oh, wrong screen. For the ports of entry right here on the top, um, these are people that just get flagged between 150 and 500 some odd people in a given fiscal year. What is it, though, that has suddenly started making these suspected terrorists cross illegally, right? Right. Yeah. Nothing's changed at the ports of entry. We're still seeing mm-hmm. hundreds every year of people getting flagged, but we're only seeing the flagging happening in between the ports, which is where illegal aliens cross, thanks to Joe Biden's policies of catch and release. All of a sudden there's an incentive, which leads me to believe that if there's an incentive to cross illegally, these might not necessarily be the, oh, I just have a similar name kinds yeah. of situations.
0: Usually, if you're coming in a port of entry, you get you're typically getting scanned, or you've got a, a passport. Who knows? But if you're if you're just sneaking in, you have no idea who you're dealing with. You have no idea what their background is or what they're doing here. And Max, those are just the ones that they caught and talked to. Like I'm kind of shocked it was only 150 when you let in tens of thousands of people a month. And only 150 show up? What? There's got to... Let's say just 1% of those are bad hombres. It's going to be well over 150. Well over.
1: Well, those are apprehensions. So remember, oh. those are the ones that yeah. got caught. Caught. So yeah. if you are a terrorist, you don't necessarily want to get caught. Mm-hmm. Unlike the the people gaming the asylum system, you don't necessarily want to get caught. So since Biden has taken office, there's been more than 1.5 million gotaways Those are people that Border Patrol had in their sights, could see, but couldn't apprehend they got away. 1.5 million. That does not include the illegal aliens who crossed the border that Border Patrol never knew about. So that 1.5 is larger. That's an unknown number. We don't know. Mm -hmm. But 1.5 million gotaways, right? If, If there's 6 million illegal border crossings, and of those, there's 150 terrorists, how many Terror, suspected terrorists, do you think, are among the 1.5 million godaways? How many terrorists do you think are among the unknowable number of of illegal border crossings that never encountered law enforcement?
0: It's, God, it's the number scares me, whether it's big or small. Only takes one. Only takes one, right? It only took 1,500 to cross Israel's border and cause mayhem. You know, what if a large number is here in in groups and multiple cells? I mean, imagine you just got a couple thousand people who want to do some damage. The losses before you'd be able to repel that attack would be unbelievable. Yeah. And we let them in. They weren't at the door trying to bang their way through. We opened the door and let them set up camp right in the middle of our country. Yeah. They're most likely waiting. I don't have proof, but wait until that call happens. Be vigilant. Be ready.
1: Yeah. The Biden administration, their claim, and we'll play some of these clips in a little bit, their claim is that 154 caught in the last fiscal year is a good thing. It's good. That's what it is. It's good that Border Patrol catchers, which, yes, objectively, it's good that they get caught. The problem is they end up getting released. Mm-hmm. And this, I'm not just making this up. This is a report from the Center for Immigration Studies. Um, let me share my screen. Center for Immigration Studies, um, a report that they put out in July of this year from uh, our friend, Todd Benzman. Good guy. The the headline is, Government Report Faults Border Crisis for Premature Release of Suspected Terrorists. Increased Flow of Migrants and Multiple Mistakes Due to Biden's Historic Mass Migration Crisis Have Weakened National Security. There is a heavily redacted report that got released. Let's uh, try to make it impossible to see, but... The key takeaways are that on April 19, 2022, an unnamed migrant who was flagged as a suspected terrorist was released prior to being actually vetted because the Border Patrol agents were so overwhelmed by the 30,000 illegal aliens that they apprehended that month that they just didn't have the time, didn't have the operational capacity to vet him. He ended up getting released just like everyone else. This is Uh, not made up. This is uh, their own confession. They have released suspected terrorists without even doing the vetting.
0: Wow. Wow. If that doesn't anger every one of you listening to this out there, I don't don't know what should, what would. How many times does Joe Biden have a crisis on his hands and nobody reports on it? You don't see it in the media. You don't see... Than talking about the people flooding over the border or or the, the takedown in Afghanistan when the base was lost or, or every other thing that he touched that has just been an absolute crisis and a disaster. And no one talks about it. And if you can't talk about a problem, then you can't admit that you have a problem, which means that you can't fix the problem. So how they're, can we ever fix any if they're denying all of it?
1: They're firmly in the not recognizing we even have a problem. I played this for you before we came on air. Uh, Jake Sullivan with the White House um, press office. And you listened to it. And he said he didn't answer the question. Here he is being confronted about the 150 plus suspected terrorists and listen to his non answer.
0: Thanks, Jake. Um, so on the home front, over 150 people who are on the terrorist watch list
1: have been seized along the southern border this fiscal year. And we've reported that there's been a hundred over 1.5 million known gotaways since the Biden administration took office. Is this something the American people should be worried about right now? We continue to remain vigilant about terrorist threats to the homeland from anywhere. It is something that we are very much working on, that we are consulting with the Congress on, that we are seeking to secure the necessary resources to continue to work through. And anytime we see any threat stream involving a terrorist threat to the homeland, we mobilize every asset and resource the U.S. government to go after that. And that includes... Uh, information and analysis that uh, we have shared with the Congress about plots emanating from the Middle East, plots emanating from other places. We'll continue to do that. We also will continue to take steps to pursue a humane, orderly border policy. And we will work with the Congress in the weeks ahead uh, to continue to get the resources
0: resources we need to be able to do.
1: It's just not true.
0: Well, well, what kind of answer was that? I, I, I... It didn't even begin to address the question. Well, you know, we always remain vigilant. We'll work on stuff here. And, uh, you know, we'll always look for terrorism in other countries. Yeah. That was yeah. everything you said in less than a sentence. I'm... This
1: I sent you this over the weekend. This was a Fox News graphic
0: this that they put me. out on
1: Sunday morning. So there's different ways to qualify illegal aliens um, at the border, they can be known as uh, like other than Mexican. That means non-Mexicans mm-hmm. because based on immigration law, when we had a surge of Mexican illegal aliens, they received less protections. It was easier to deport them. Well, the world caught notice, so there was other than Mexicans. But that started to include a lot of Central and Southern American illegal migrants. So now there's this term called exotics talking about people showing up at the border that really shouldn't be there, right? You understand Nicaragua. You can understand like, Argentina, that's a little, a little bit far, but you can understand it. When you start seeing migrants, migrants from Africa and the okay. South Pacific and Asia and Europe and the Middle East, you scratch your head because there are oceans in between yeah. the US Mexico border, but they somehow showed up. So, this is the graphic that Fox News put out, which I, I thought was very well shown and this is from their Whew. customs and border patrol sources um i'll zoom in so the big takeaway is twenty six thousand one hundred thirteen mm-hmm. illegal aliens from china from 2021 to 2023 october 2021 to october 2023 these big ones though yeah afghanistan 6300 egypt 3100 iran 659 iraq 123. Jordan, 185. Lebanon, 164. Mauritania, 15,594. Pakistan, 1,613. Syria, 538. Turkey, Turkey. 30,830. Uzbekistan, 13,624. And Yemen, 139. Now I look at this and I say, you know what? I can wrap my head around there being 659 Iranians who mm-hmm. want to flee the mullahs, right, who want to free the Iato- flee the Ayatollah, want to leave that despotic regime. I can wrap my head around that. But when they just are caught illegally crossing the border and don't go through the vetting process, the other side of me starts mm-hmm. to think, well, wouldn't Iran love to get some of their people onto U.S. soil and to bypass the traditional vetting?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, if, if an Iranian wants to apply for a visa to the United States, that's one of the most heavily scrutinized visa application that uh-huh. there is. Biden has reduced the, that scrutiny a little bit, but it's still heavily scrutinized. There's They start researching, who is this person? What's this person yeah. all about? Mm-hmm. And if there's even the slightest worry that they could be a threat, the visa is denied. Yeah. Because the burden of proof belongs to the applicant to prove that they are fine it's not the government's job to prove to itself that it's okay to admit someone from the other side of the world it's the other person's responsibility that burden of, sh- of proof though shifts when someone crosses the border illegally mm-hmm. because they're already here at that point point. and the minute they say those magic words i claim asylum i'm in fear for my life all of that vetting Takes a back seat to their asylum claim. And if they are a suspected terrorist, it's important to remember that they are not a charged terrorist. They are not an indicted terrorist. They're not even a convicted terrorist. They are just a suspected terrorist. And in this country, merely being suspected of a crime cannot be used as a justification to deport someone who has a legitimate claim to still be here now it's all legitimate until it's delegitimized Mm
0: -hmm.
1: the minute they say those magic words the suspicion is not enough to deport them until their until their um asylum claim is is adjudicated and these adjudications are taking years if at all if they even show up at all and we know that among the ones that are proved to be proven to be uh, illegitimate, the vast majority don't even show up.
0: Yeah, they don't have to.
1: They will have to because they've been allowed to disappear into the American mm-hmm. interior for years.
0: years. I'm and not talking
1: one, two. I'm talking three, five, seven years.
0: This is a complete failure of the immigration system, Max. This isn't even... This isn't even... Why hasn't the army been on the border doing its job? Why wouldn't we do that? Why didn't we finish building the wall. Once Trump started it,
1: it was we racist we when don't Trump want wanted it. It's not racist when Biden wants it.
0: What a load of horse shit. Mm-hmm. And we've all known it forever, but now we've got to deal with a problem that's sitting here at home because immigration policy, immigration law wasn't enforced. This probably wasn't mm-hmm. even a, an issue of the laws on the books. It was just wasn't being enforced when you, when you have DHS telling people to stand down vet and then let them go catch and release. What, You don't have a country if you don't have borders. We don't – I keep saying this, Max. We don't have a country right now. It is someone else's country, and we are simply bystanders in what's going to happen.
1: Yeah. I want to show you something real quick just to to show you the sheer scale of this. So this is Daryl K. Royal Memorial Stadium. This is where the Texas Longhorns play in Mm -hmm. Austin. It has a stadium seating capacity. Of just north of 100,000, 100,119 wow. people a fit in this stadium. The gotaways, the, the illegal aliens who got away could fill 15 of those stadiums since Biden took office. That is the sheer scale. 1.5 million divided by 100,000, that's 15. If you took all of the illegal aliens that Border Patrol tried to catch, but they got away and they escaped and they disappeared, they could fill 15 of the Texas Longhorn stadiums.
0: That's cities worth of people. That's armies worth of people. And if they're organized in any way, any any small percentage of them, they're here. And what the are you going to
1: do? The suspected yeah. terrorists. The suspected terrorists just. For all the visual people out there, three Greyhound buses worth. That's about the size. About 50 to 55 people fit on a Greyhound bus. 154 suspected terrorists. That's enough to fill, almost completely fill, three Greyhound buses, depending on the seating.
0: You don't need many people to create chaos. Yeah. You You just don't. And they're they're, they're here. They're running around. They could be working next to you. You know, you could be getting food from them in the mornings. You could be being served coffee by them. You know what I mean? And they're here just waiting. Yeah. But where, where where's the enforcement? Where, where's the desire for enforcement been? I mean, since when did immigration become a race issue? You know what I mean? It, it has nothing to do with race. It just has to do with Americans trying to keep Americans and non-Americans out. Well,
1: you're never going to have enforcement, Josh when the people in charge of fixing this problem adamantly believe that it's already fixed. You have a clip. I want I want to get to that. But before we do, I want to show mm-hmm. this clip of Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. He is the Secretary of DHS. And he was asked point blank. He says point blank by, by Representative Chip Roy of Texas. "Is the, Do you have operational control of the border? And, we'll, and I'll discuss that. He will discuss that in this what operational control means. It is a very strict legal definition that was defined by Congress. It wasn't defined by the administration through the regulatory process. This is a definition laid out in statute. And Mayorkas literally lied under oath and claimed that the border was operationally secure. Let's watch this. The
2: plan that you offer, the plan you just offered, is to process aliens faster and encourage more to come. We know that to be true. I know it's true. You know it's true. Cartels know it's true. And people around the world know it's true. And that's why people are coming. That is false. It's not false. Yes, it is. The entirety of your plan says that. The Secure Fence Act of 2006 says what? That the Secretary of Homeland Security shall take all actions the Secretary determines necessary to achieve and maintain operational control over the entire international land and maritime borders. Will you testify under oath right now? Do we have operational control? Yes or no? Yes, we do. And we have we operational are- control of the borders. Yes, we do. And Congressman, and we are working to. Doing- so, what operational control defined in this section, the term operational control means the prevention of all unlawful entries into the United States, including entries by terrorists other unlawful aliens, instruments of terrorism, narcotics, and other contraband. Do Whoa. you stand by on your testimony Whoa. that we have operational control in light of this definition? You and Congressman, I think the um, Secretary of Homeland Security wow. would have said the
0: same thing in 2020. What? Give me a...
1: He wouldn't have. Was that the same clip that you had? No. It was similar. Similar kind similar, of talk. Similar, yeah. Um, just to reiterate, I mean, he, he kept saying this over and over again um i have clip we don't have to play it but it's um he's asked over and over again i can show it just to make sure everyone understands In, in case you want to read it for yourself operational control has a very specific definition operational control defined in this section the term operational control means the prevention of all unlawful entries into the united states including entries by terrorists terrorists other unlawful aliens Instruments of terrorism, narcotics, and other contraband. Just to go back, if operational control requires uh, the prevention of all unlawful entries by terrorists, you look at this graph, this one data point alone, I mean, other than 2019, where apparently the number is zero, um... There are suspected terrorists entering the United States illegally every single year. How can you know that there were 154 apprehensions of illegal alien suspected terrorists? And with a straight face, say, oh no, we met the we met the requirement to stop all illegal entries by terrorists.
0: It's a lie. It's it a complete lie. It's a complete hogwash because. they're they're saying they're not letting people in and and they have been letting people in, Max. They've been letting in people to the point where they made it super easy for you to do so, right? And it got so easy to the point where eventually they just created an app. I look forward to following up with you, Senator. I'm sorry. Sorry. Let's
1: play play your clip because I think it talks a little bit about that. Um,
0: That, That's that's this one, isn't
1: it? Oops. Yeah, it's this one, yeah. (laughs) Thanks, Senator Padeo, Senator Hawley.
2: Thank you, Mr. Chairman, Mr. Secretary. Thank you for being here. Let me start with... What I hope is a simple question: Do we need to have more or fewer people coming to our southern border? Uh, Senator, Senator, we are working on diminishing the number of people whom we encounter at our southern border
1: because of the challenge it presents. We're trying to build lawful, safe, and orderly pathways okay. to accomplish that.
2: Okay, fewer. We need to have fewer, which means we need to roll back incentives to come. So I would have I would have thought that would have been the answer. Let's talk about what you're doing though. In January of this year, you rolled out a new phone app called CBP1, an app for a cell phone. I've got a picture of it behind me here. This phone app allows, and I'm gonna quote from your own fact sheet, it allows, and I quote, non-citizens without appropriate documents for admission to schedule an appointment to come to the border. They can now go on their phone and schedule a time to come to the border and then be admitted. And you identified seven separate border points of entry where they could come. Five of them in Texas, two of them in California, one in Arizona. It's like a concierge service for illegal immigrants. My question is, you didn't think the border crisis?
0: Wow. Concierge. Concierge, we're just we're just letting them in, Max. I mean, just, just download the app, CBP1. I, I don't even know what that probably stands for. Like, come in and have a good time and take all of our stuff and enjoy our healthcare. Of points of entry in Texas where you can schedule it. That's operational control, is to give the people who don't have documents a time and place to show up and walk right, right through. How, how many terrorists just did that alone? Would they have been caught? Because... I'm sure we don't have a large database of all the terrorists around the world, probably have some. But do you think some are just getting through Are people who've just been radicalized, who've never said anything about it and they just didn't have any documents? I mean, you can get a bunch of Chinese soldiers to come through, not have any documents, download the app, walk right over the border and just be caught and released.
1: It's actually that's terrifying. That was the first time I'd seen that clip. That's terrifying. But believe it or not, Josh, it's actually worse. It's actually worse. In the last year, Biden has flown 221,456 migrants into the United States. These are so-called ghost flights. And these are illegal aliens who the Biden administration suspects would qualify under that app program. But, you know, it may be there in Venezuela, which is another continent. So just hop on a flight and we'll fly you here and just release you. So, yeah, the showing up at the border, terrible, but the Biden administration actually believes that's too hard. We need to actually just start flying them here directly. And these are middle-of-the-night flights. Lots of times they're just being released off the plane onto the tarmac in a secure airport, which you can't just let people walk around on these tarmacs. Yeah. They're put on buses and zipped around and then released.
0: Max, they're already, they just show up. Their feet are on the ground the moment they land. They don't have documents to show up. If I was to try to travel to any other country, I better have my papers and my passport ready because they will kick me out so fast. Mexico will kick out an American so fast if you're an illegal border crosser, right? Or you overstay a visa. So were they letting in? To get on a plane, I have to have an ID, Max, to go to your
1: state. They have a solution. They have a solution because undocumented means they don't have documents. You you know what the solution is? What? 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 That for illegal aliens that are being flown across the U.S. by the Biden administration, not these into the U.S., but across the United States. If they don't have ID, they can use their arrest paperwork for illegal entry as proof of their identity.
0: That's it. They lie at the border about who they are. They get paperwork. Promoting the lie, and then they get to the land and go state to state using paperwork where they have lied about their probably their identity because we don't know who they are, you know, undocumented. Have you, usually have you ever means...
1: tried to go? Have you ever tried to go through TSA without a, without a license?
0: I've never have, and just I have. because I knew that they would. Well, what's it like? I mean, is it was a disaster or what?
1: Fifty fifty. Um, one time I got through with my Costco card, which was kind of cool. Um, as long as you like, defend yourself. Like, listen. I I am who I say I am, I promise. I just forgot at home. The other time it gets very hairy. They don't have to go through that. They can show their unlawful entry arrest paperwork. That is their ID to get onto a flight. Joke.
0: More more rights for them than for me. I mean, the TSA is a government mandated group that was required to scan me as I traveled to prevent terrorism, but they can just let somebody who could be a terrorist come over the border with fake papers and travel along the country with fake ID. Yeah. Yeah. If this doesn't infuriate people, I don't know what else it's going to take, right? And I, remember, I guess it...
1: remember, there are illegal alien suspected terrorists who have been caught and released and put on these flights and been allowed to bypass bypass the TSA security, which is designed to stop terrorists from getting on flights. Yeah. And they're allowed to use their arrest paperwork as their proof of identity.
0: Unreal. And then they're on. And then Unreal. They're on. Well, then all they need after that is some sort of uh, nationally issued ID. And then, boom, they are who they are. Social security number, services, free health care, all in the backbone of the American worker.
1: Yep. Enjoy. So we'll We'll keep, we'll keep covering this.
0: This is insane, um, Max. This is it's insanity. It's, it is. I mean, we try to stay sane here, but I mean, how do you stay sane in a world where we're told right is wrong and wrong is right? You 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 have to live by one set of rules while somebody who's not even a citizen of this country does, doesn't even have to. And we're yeah. gonna give them your your resources. Everything that you yeah. guys work hard for. We're gonna give it to them. Because we like them more.
1: I don't yeah.
0: know. Careful who you yeah. elect.
1: It just it just doesn't make any sense that the entire post nine eleven vetting program can just be bypassed by them walking across the border instead of landing at JFK or Miami or Reagan and going through. Because remember, Customs and Border Patrol, they man the border and they also CBP also handles the customs in the airports. Right. So many of these agents have done both. Right. Especially at ports of entry. And the idea that you can bypass these terrorism protections just by walking in—I just—I I remember like it was yesterday. There was a season of Twenty Four with Jack Bauer where the terrorists snuck a nuclear bomb across the yeah. border,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and everyone's like, oh that couldn't happen, that couldn't happen, and you realize oh my god, it always could have happened, and it's probably easier to do now than ever before. Yeah.
0: You you throw in the cartel tunnels. I mean, the cartels are already chummy with Iran and China because they're buying a lot of the the chemicals needed for fentanyl production from the Chinese. And we see that coming through. So if you guys don't think it can't happen, oh, it's I worry it may have already happened. You know, how many of those suitcase sized bombs disappeared in the old Soviet Union that just were never accounted for? You know, were they are they stored in a back closet being walked in? I mean, a lot of those illegals are already coming in with tons of drugs on their back. You know, what makes it say someone's not carrying in a dirty bomb yeah. or just radioactive material, right? Yeah.
1: We will never know. Never know. Never know. So, Some of
0: these tunnels are in the middle of San Diego.
1: Yeah. They pop up in like a corner store. Yeah.
0: Dude, it's, it's here. It's all here already. And nobody in the administration wants to talk about it, Max. They, they won't even bring it up. Joe Biden may not even know what's going on.
1: No, it's, it's by design. They want this to happen. And like TSA mm-hmm. is in large part, TSA is the illusion of security because, you yeah. know, things are going to get by them. I never thought we'd reach a point where border control would be the illusion of security. And we just have to accept that things can get through. That's the terrifying Shh. part. It's um as we as we wind down the show, I wanted to give us a chance to talk about what Donald, what just happened to Donald Trump. Federal judge a federal judge overseeing Donald Trump's case in DC mm-hmm. has issued a gag order against Donald Trump. Judge Tanya Chutkin, who is a, a liberal, who has prior to Donald Trump being indicted Spoken from the bench and said that she thinks he should be indicted as uh, complaining that he was at that point still an unindicted co-conspirator that should have disqualified her completely. If if you speak from the bench Uh that you believe someone deserves to be indicted before they are indicted, you should not be the arbiter of justice in their case. Shouldn't. Uh She's now said. That him running for president does not allow him to uh, what she says, vilify the public servants who are simply doing their job. So a Biden appointed special prosecutor can do whatever he wants and Trump cannot complain about it, at least in the in the D.C. case, though he's trying him in other areas. I guess that means Trump can't talk about those cases either. But what's even worse, as if it can get worse, I believe, and, and I don't think the official written order has come out yet. But I believe this also applies to potential witnesses. So there's the, the witness list that the state, that the government intends to call as witnesses against him. And there's also the potential witnesses. The two that jump out are Mark Milley uh-huh. and Mike Pence. Uh-huh. Mike Pence is li- literally his, his competition for the GOP nomination. Mike Pence won't win. But how can you tell a presidential candidate a front-runner, that he can't say any ne- anything negative about his primary opponent because that primary opponent could be a witness against him. How can you say that against – he can't talk about General Milley when General Milley is doing 60 Minutes episodes?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This was seven days ago. So Millie can go on television and spout lie after lie after lie about Trump on 60 Minutes national television, but Trump can't respond. Mm-hmm. Or about Bill Barr. Mm. Headline, Bill Barr tells Fox News, even if if even half of the Trump indictment is true, he's toast. How can a witness be allowed to go on television and say that the defendant is toast, but the defendant can't comment on it? I've never seen anything like this. It, there is no precedent for this whatsoever. The precedent I did find is heavily in Donald Trump's favor when the government's gone after people actively running on a campaign. But Judge Chutkin has now declared, and we'll have to wait to see the written order how just truly how bad it is that he cannot talk about talk negatively about anyone involved in the case even if there's his opponents.
0: All he has to do is make one comment on true social and she can have him thrown in jail yeah. for, um, what do they call it? Um, contempt. Contempt, thank you. And he won't be able to even respond to his political opponent. I mean, that's crazy. It's it's like it was designed to make sure he couldn't talk. Like The plan to go after him from the start. And just the idea that this is coming up in March, right? I mean, that's right before the big push. Maybe they want him to be in contempt. Maybe they're trying to find ways to put him in contempt, to put him in in prison. Because if he's in jail, he's not on the road politicking. He's not getting to his base. He's not doing what Trump does best and filling stadiums with people. It's a plan. And the only way they can figure out how to do that is just to go after him with the, the legal system. And Joe Biden is in charge of the entire executive branch.
1: Yeah. And you'll notice, we'll see the official order when it comes out. I don't expect there to be anything in this order issuing a gag order to the witnesses. No. I think I think that your Mark Milley's still going to be allowed to do his sixty minutes. I think that Bill Barr's still going to be allowed to go on CNN and trash the president. Mike Pence is going to continue to go out on the on the campaign and deliver the stump mm-hmm. speech, mm-hmm. basically saying that Donald Trump tried to violate the Constitution. And what they're saying is Trump just has to sit back and take it. Mm -hmm. And perhaps worse than all of that is that this gag order will not prevent Jack Smith or his team from leaking as they have been doing to the media to make Donald Trump look bad. Part of this, what I've seen, suggests that he cannot denigrate Washington, D.C. That's for fear that he would denigrate the potential jury pool.
0: It's every American's god-given right to rip on DC if we want to. That is what that is what we are more than allowed and should and is the responsibility of you to do it. And when a politician, a former president can't do that, who's in charge of the country? who are you really electing your next official or is this just going to be another here's a trophy for Joe Biden and keep whoever's running the country running. It"?
1: Could you imagine right? Donald Trump at the at the microphone? Leading a chant of "Drain the swamp" Mm -hmm. and getting thrown in prison Mm -hmm. because this thrown in jail because this judge interprets that to be denigrating the people of Washington D.C. You're calling them swamp creatures. How dare you? How dare you prejudice the jury pool like that? You're you're in contempt. It's crazy. We can envision that. Yeah. From what I'm seeing, we can envision that. She was asked, "Do you intend to throw?" Donald Trump in jail? And I don't believe she answered that. Um,
0: what happens if he calls him little Chuckie Schumer? Well, oh, there you go. From okay. in jail. Time to go.
1: And what if the prosecution, Jack Smith, starts loading the witness list with people who really don't have anything to add to his case, mm-hmm. but where it could be beneficial for Donald Trump to not be allowed to talk about them? Mm-hmm. What if he calls Joe Biden as a witness?
0: And you're in a one-on-one debate with him if it ever went to a debate he, he yeah. can only stand there in silence for fear of being imprisoned by the federal government or at least the dc government i guess yeah. they count as federal government there don't they yeah. Since yeah they're not their own state they would have to be under mm-hmm. it well no
1: they they have a they have a locality but they? um yeah they, they have it they have their own courts but like municipal courts and things like that but um Yeah, no, I, I, I'm just thinking of all the potential, Mm -hmm. the potential for it. And it just, it's mind blowing. Like calling Joe Biden as a witness to tell the jury, did Mm -hmm. you, did you appoint me to specifically go after your political opponent, right? That Mm -hmm. would be a legitimate thing. That's something that Trump's claimed in the media. Something they'll probably claim at trial, call him as a witness. And then you can't talk about Joe Biden at all. You can't denigrate him. At all. (laughs) Then he'd be off limits, right? So you just think about all of this. It's, it's insanity, but I'm going to give an alternate take. Okay. I think if they do throw him in jail, if they make a martyr out of him, if they turn him into, um, the Martin Luther King, his letters Mm -hmm. from a Birmingham Mm -hmm. jail, Mm -hmm. right? If you turn him into some of the South African, freedom fighters who were imprisoned. Um, You you make him like Mahatma Gandhi facing down British imperialism. You turn him into a martyr and you you will only galvanize the country. See, they're hoping the opposite. They're hoping that when people see how much he's been indicted, they won't vote for him. The crazy thing is that the more they indict him, the better he's doing in the polls. Mm -hmm. So they recognize this and they so they don't want let him talk about it. They don't want to let him talk about how he's been indicted. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy, insane, crazy, man. crazy. It's
0: insane world. So we're gonna
1: we're gonna read into this more and and look into it and see and wait for this official written report. But I wanted to ask you, Josh. There was one more thing. You're a resident mm-hmm. firearms expert.
0: Thank you. I try
1: to. You are. You are, you are a resident firearms expert. You are, without doubt, more trained than me um, in the art of self-defense with a firearm. So I like to ask you technical questions. Sure. And Joe Biden has said something in the last two days that confused the hell out of me. He went on stage and he criticized gun owners for wanting to put 100 rounds in the chamber of of their firearms let's play that clip who in god's name needs a weapon with 100 rounds in a chamber <laughs> it's, I'm it. because it's the stupidest thing i've yeah. ever heard so have you- i have a chamber
0: okay this is
1: a slide for a glock 17. this is the chamber right here
0: uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: you can fit one round Into the chamber. Yeah. Resident. Firearm expert. And procreator of the show. Josh. How do I fit. These hundred rounds. In that chamber.
0: Well. I don't recommend anybody do this. But you got to get the. Barrel and a vice. And you've got to get a hammer. And a screwdriver. And you pound one through. (laughs) And then you put another one on top of it. And you pound it through. You can't Max. The point is. Is that. The chamber can only hold one bullet. There, there's only one kind of gun out there that you can put multiple rounds in a chamber. And that is one of those caseless super guns that you see that they mount yeah. on tanks. But they're really, really inefficient. There's no physical way to put more than one round in a single chamber. As far as I know. It's of... It was a good attempt. It, do you have a funnel? It was 50. Do you, do you have a funnel? And one then of maybe them landed here, it, but
1: didn't quite land in the chamber. Um, well, it,
0: it can't because you can only put one round in the chamber. Can you put two if you were to really try? I'm, I mean, I have now.
1: seen I have seen a video of someone who had a Smith and Wesson 500 who shoved four um, 22 long rifle cartridges into the cylinder and fired four at once through the barrel. Um, I have seen that before but <laughs> <I don't know.
0: laughs> so,
1: what did I just do wrong? Cause that was 50 and I don't feel okay. like I got those 50 into the chamber. You can see the chambers right there. You try again. Should I try again?
0: Yeah. Can you, I mean, if you want right, to right, you might do, just go slow or slow. slow, I said Grav- we slow
1: gravity. Josh was at 9.8 meters per second squared. I can't yeah. stop gravity.
0: Uh, how, I can't even get 100 rounds in most magazines, Max.
1: A little impressive. Out of that 50, two of them landed on the slide. Yeah. And one of them did land in it. You can kind of see right there, but backwards.
0: Oh, so none landed in the chamber? None
1: landed in the chamber.
0: Huh. So how do you get 100 rounds in a chamber? I don't know. Maybe we should call a gunsmith (laughs) on that one. Figure out why my gun isn't shooting 100 rounds. In one trigger pool. I think I
1: have bullets in my shirt. I don't know how that just happened.
0: Um, That's that's probably the most American thing I've ever heard you say. (laughs) God bless America. (laughs) Bullets just well. Well,
1: we just tried it. We just tried to put 100 rounds in a chamber. Didn't work. Um, Didn't work. So I guess we can keep trying. But we know the real answer to this. He's an idiot who doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. And he. It's one thing when someone says, Oh, banned high capacity clips and you're like, It's a magazine, magazine. and the clips the clips magazine. It's one thing for that, like where they don't know terminology. But for the president, asterisk president, to stand in front of human rights was human rights watch, human rights campaign, yeah, and advocate banning something that quite literally doesn't exist because of how weak of a grasp of the technology he has is startling and frightening frightening
0: it it doesn't matter max he'll he'll want to ban anything that's a gun in any way anything that makes you stronger safer and better he doesn't want to he doesn't care he'll he'll say the left will say anything to get rid of firearms it doesn't matter what it is do you remember when diane feinstein tried to uh um, illegalize the gun from the movie alien because she wasn't quite sure what it was
1: which one was that? What, what, oh, what, so it was like the N. So it, it got it was put it? on a list.
0: The number was the NFT. No, it was the actual like gun from oh, the movie. Oh, really? It was a fake gun, right? It didn't even <laughs> exist, right? And she's like, "This is too dangerous. We got to get rid of this." And I'm like, "It's a prop. It's not even real." And she yeah. was ready to get rid of it. And it's like, wow. they don't even care. They don't even want to research Max. They yeah. don't care. They are happy with their ignorance." And I hate yeah. it when people are like, "They don't know what they're saying. They're idiots." So obviously they can't even make a off. they are going to say whatever they want it doesn't matter to them they they just hate it and when they hate something they want to get rid of it you know they're all for your rights until you know it's the rights that they don't like and i think well, that's the the left the,
1: the most hilarious part of this that's funny that they that she wanted to ban it because of um because of the movie alien what is equally funny is the fact that there is a huge push. There's a push now to overturn bans on things like butterfly knives Mm -hmm. and spring-assisted knives, arguing that the long-standing prohibitions on them never really made sense, and it's just stupid. Um, So there's a butterfly knife ban case in the Ninth Circuit. And the crazy thing is, when you actually look at what started these bans, it was the movie West Side Story years decades ago I'm
0: telling you man see
1: politicians saw the jets and the sharks <laughs> walking down the street snapping and dance fighting right dance fighting right uh, bu- whipping bo- out bu- the knife bu- and someone said oh man we gotta ban that knife we gotta ban that knife and that is the origin of a lot of these knife bands the this jets is- and the sharks <laughs> It's stupid. If they get zip guns. We get zip guns. Yeah, it's stu- yeah, yeah. It's stupid. It's stupid. Yeah. And they are clinging to the idiocy, and trying to keep these into effect. But uh, to the Ninth Circuit's credit, no... I guess, they are recognizing that it doesn't really make sense.
0: Hollywood has an influence on power. Yeah, They do. At least they had. And when you have stupid people in power, and they watch Hollywood, you get stupid results. You really do. Like yeah, really do. Like the alien skin.
1: Well, we're out of time, and I got to clean up 100 rounds of 9mm that just fell into my lap. That's it for this edition of the podcast. <coughs> if you like the podcast, subscribe. We go live on YouTube and Rumble, so make sure you subscribe to us there. If you also can, please do subscribe uh, to the audio version, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Audible, Podbean. All those links are in that description. And when you do that, what that does is it sets it to auto-download the episode. So then we get credit in terms of downloads and listens. So that helps us as we prove out our our audience. And we're trying to monetize this show. And the way to do that is proving the size of the audience. And they don't really... Those marketers don't always... Advertisers don't always trust YouTube Rumble. So uh, that would very much help us if you can. Please do subscribe to the audio edition. Check out all the other links if you want to help support the show or me or Josh. That's it for this edition. My name is Max McGuire.
0: And I'm Josh
1: Hammerling. Remember, the fight to take back the country is not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stay up and fight together. See you next time.